0: A chance for Conor McGrath-Bierney.
1: Surely give it in, Conor. Oh, what a goal! Mackie heading it towards the 21-meter line. Came back, still going. Bonia, Bonia. Goal as advocates! Oh, oh! What a goal. goal! I can't think of a better position or a better place to be in right now, anywhere in the world. It's time to take some to the throne! If you look back
2: in sporting history, We'll see that the Whingers and the Whiners are forgotten. The characters remembered briefly. We'll stick in your mind at the champions who showed cars. I want nothing to do
3: with that, to be quite honest. You know, I think it's a disgrace. It's a little
2: small
3: change before the game worth the streets. <laughs> Bit of look.
2: said oh, Donovan a wild effort on, goal. Oh, on the
3: goal! <laughs> oh, oh, it's the Virgin Incredible! Oh oh yeah. incredible. Oh. See you the coppers! Yeah! It might sound a little something, mm. but damn the game, if it don't mean nothing. Okay, welcome along to what is now definitely becoming known as the Thursday GEA Podcast for the second week in a row. We're coming to you a day early. Uh, last week was a huge success. Uh, our predictions, however, unfortunately were not. Nathan Murphy, by the way, with you. Adrian Barry's here. Dave McIntyre hey, lads. here as well. So last week's uh, <clears throat> predictions, Dave, five out of eight. I'm bad. <laughs> Adrian. That. Five out of eight. Oh, I, I said it wasn't bad, it was exquisite. And me five out of eight. Oh. Because mm-hmm. we all picked the exact same counties in every single oh, match. Did we? Okay. And uh, you might have also noticed a small little anomaly there in that I said five out of eight. There was actually nine matches because when I listened back, we never actually bothered to make a prediction in the Kildare football match, the Kildare <laughs> Louth match. <laughs> yeah. so so well we it. I mean look if
0: it's of any use, I was definitely going for a Kildare in that game.
3: Uh, As was I Uh, We all predicted that Longford would beat Wexford In our live commentary game last Saturday night So we were wrong
1: They did lead with seven minutes
3: remaining You don't get points for that Uh, We also (laughs) predicted that Cavan would beat (laughs) Armagh Last week we all predicted Cav will beat Armagh but you yeah. just can't predict for certain things is the problem all hell has actually broke loose were, the, all the players were signing up uh, getting ready for the parade and uh, a 15 man row has already started before the band were even ready to take off so all hell has broke loose here in Armagh and the referees and the officials are really struggling to get a hold of it it's quite, it's quite close to the uh, opposite to the stand side and it's very close to the supporters so let's hope wow. everybody else gets involved and the, the officials can get a handle on it which they seem to be able to get into to do now
0: well that was pretty interesting and the entirely unexpected that was just a couple of minutes before throw in and all of a sudden Billy Joe couldn't hear on in the initial throw to him and then because obviously you could hear the kind of uh, frantic nature of what was going on behind him and then all of a sudden it emerged that there was a pretty much uh, 30 man all in on the sideline
3: full scale Chamazil greater than a yeah. melee well
1: Shemazel given
0: the
3: fact that one of the
1: probably Calvin Starman has multiple fractures to his hand it's a little serious um, They missed him Obviously big time In the game And you could see From a lot of The photos that were taken 10, 11, 12 year old Boys and girls Like scrambling for cover This was not pretty It did not play The GA Or Ulster football In a very well, good way Well it
3: was It was all over Sky Sports News The next day So no this Sky is the word Shmozzle I don't think they haven't, they, really got, they
0: haven't really got What the GA is about yet until they wor- use the word schmozzle. You can't them.
1: expect them to jump into the shark-infested schmozzle waters within two, three months of Here we go again.
0: again. Here we go again. Yeah. Backing them yeah. up. Yeah. You know. you know. We're trying to drop the hammer in. McIntyre straight in. Well, someone has
1: to provide at least a smidgen of balance to this podcast.
3: Uh, so, yeah, that was... Uh, hopefully, it'll be a little bit more plain sailing pre-match uh, for yeah. our live game uh, this Sunday on Off the Ball, which is the Ulster Senior Football Championship quarterfinal between Monaghan and Tyrone. Uh I was thinking first time this season we're going to see two of the All-Ireland football contenders meet. Maybe I'm doing a slight disservice, am I, to Derry for Derry Donegal? go? I don't think Derry really all any I contenders. I Derry ever in
1: the discussion in terms of All-Ireland contenders. I'm are, not sure Monaghan, these two are All-Ireland really? contenders either. I think it's a bit of a push to describe Monaghan as a potential All-Ireland well, champion. I, was thinking if you're thinking I think of even Tyrone is a push as well.
3: Well, but are you basing that simply on you can't see either of these sides
0: beating Dublin?
1: No, I just can't see either of these sides winning the All-Ireland.
0: You almost have to take Dublin out of the equation when you're having this discussion because you just accept, and certainly at this point of the season, we accept that Dublin, are, our presumption is that they're better than everybody else. So, you know, there aren't many, you're not going to have many discussions where you go, well, X team will beat Dublin. So you pretty much are looking at the next best. I think there's a case to be made for and to some degree. I'll be a little bit worried this week uh, reading Dick Clerkin saying that they'd lean on the manner of the loss last year. Uh, he said the first week, this was oh, there was a two week turnaround between the Ulster final and the quarter final. The first week, there's generally an element of celebration and recovery. You only have one week in terms of preparation. Well, then don't spend the first week celebrating and recovering. Oh, come on. You've they got you to you
3: enjoy life,
0: Adrian. Listen, the there's no point in moaning and bitching years. about celebrating wa- in the first week. We didn't do enough preparation is what he's saying.
1: He's not moaning and bitching. He's just telling it like it is. And that is the case. Um, you could tell last this summer. Is something we're you be about week a bit with one week in Claire terms of preparation. Well, but
0: That's moaning and bitching no. for me. We only had one week for preparation is what he's saying. They didn't. They had actually two weeks, but they spent the first week. Boozing I don't think he's bitching a moment he's just given the fact as there are as they, very they are.
3: few trophies in Gaelic games that matter there's the two All-Ireland's and there's the Munster hurling championship and the Ulster football championship, which is fine. And it is a huge deal. Yeah.
0: And it was so, a huge
3: deal for Monaghan to beat Donegal okay. in an Ulster final.
0: You go and celebrate it. So win the Ulster final and then accept that you're going to celebrate it to such an extent that you're not going to progress in the All Ireland series. Well, that's, maybe that's the way to go. Maybe. Well,
3: maybe if Sean Kavanagh hadn't hauled down Conor McManus, they would have progressed and nobody would
0: have ever worried well, about their... Take a take a leaf out of Westmead's book in 2004. Just don't even worry about playing Derry in the quarterfinals. Just celebrate your uh, your Leinster success. I think Westmead played reasonably well. Again.
1: Against Derry that day, and they were actually leading Played the game well with 20 themselves. minutes remaining. Well, below themselves. And That, that was had an average an enough Derry team that Westmead And be. it was a Westmead team that had, like, the county had never don't won you a provincial dare, don't championship. Don't you
0: dare call that Westmead team average.
1: They'd never won the provincial championship, We can't blame them for absolutely going on the total batter. Uh, no, after I don't. They won but it. My
0: point is, if, if you do, then don't bitch and moan about the quick turnaround. But he's not bitching he's, and moaning. He's saying and we and only knowledge. had a week of uh, preparation to prepare for yeah. the Old Ireland quarter final. You didn't. You had two no. full weeks. What he's no, saying is we
1: only had a week to prepare because, because we spent the first week celebrating. He's not so bitching. He's just telling,
0: what the, telling you the it's way not things are. true happened. to say they had only one week's preparation. That is an untruth. Oh, my God. No, they we could. really are saying It's prepared. an untruth.
3: They could have had two weeks' preparation, but they chose not to. They chose to just have one week's preparation. Yeah, they also chose to have a choice. week of celebration.
1: Well said, Nick. How is it an untruth? If you've two I'm weeks. I'm on Dave's side. And you spend one week in <laughs> I'm the I'm not pub, on your side
0: here. Well, you just made my point for me. If
1: you spend one week of your two weeks in the boozer, that leaves one week. They only had one week to prepare. So which is you what have said. chosen
0: to spend that. Now, let's not, let's not cast the booze shadow across all of this. They may not have been boozing. They were just celebrating, right? <laughs> they um, were just having a reasonable time. But th- they chose not to prepare for that week. That's their choice. Yeah. They had two weeks lead into the Ireland final. Plenty of time to get your house in order. Plenty of time if you spend those two weeks planning. They chose not to.
3: But they could have had those two weeks and trained very hard and had all the preparations in place still and lost. still lost. And then they would look back in the season and say, it's a pity we didn't enjoy that. Well, sure, I mean, yeah, what sort of an attitude is
0: that? What sort of an attitude is that? Sure, look, there's no point in even preparing for this thing because, well, the thing prepare. about it is we might get there and sure, we might be beaten anyway. So, sure, look, there's no point in preparing at all. You've really lost it now,
1: Adrian. <laughs> you really have. I'm sorry, I, These I, are I, I fully players. see myself
0: as a sense of reason here. Look, I accept what you're missing is I accept that they go and celebrate it. But on the basis of that, they must also accept that if you're going to do that, you're not going to get full preparation for the Quarter quarterfinal and there's a big chance you're going to not win that game. Yeah, that's what he said. No, he's saying we would only one week preparation. Because we you spent, spent the first week celebrating. Yes! Yeah, I'm, that's what he I'm said.
3: fairly sure if Monaghan win the Ulster football title this year, they won't spend a full week celebrating.
0: That's exactly right. That, but the difference
3: so is, last year was the first time in, was it, quarter of a
0: century that Monaghan yeah, had won the Ulster years. title?
1: back to 1988.
0: Yeah, so... so Go and celebrate it. Go and enjoy these moments. Yeah, but, but then accept that you're going to be beaten in the next game. Accept You don't have that. to
3: accept it, but...
0: And he—that's exactly what he's doing. He has accepted
1: it. He has accepted we were beaten by Tyrone because we spent one week of our two weeks preparation
0: celebrating. What is the it's issue a loser's, here? A loser's attitude. Lads. But essentially, is what, is what he's saying is, this
3: time we've been waiting for this <laughs> match yeah, now for ever since the draw. So what was you're made saying seven, is eight they've eight learned ago. their
0: lesson from making the mistakes last year. Well,
3: no, they haven't. That's had exactly anything. what you're saying. I'm sure they had a little bit of a celebration after they won the Division Two title, but this time they had uh, a considerable uh, yeah. period of time. Something that is going to affect both matches, both big matches on Sunday, Monaghan, Tyrone and the hurling between Clare and Cork, is how much of an advantage having championship time under your belt already will be. Tyrone have had two good, tough games against Down. Is that going to to be a huge advantage on Sunday against Monaghan coming in fresher?
1: I don't think it, it is. I mean, it's not like we've seen teams who have yet to enter the Championship but watching their opposition play two or three times never win when the two sides meet. And that doesn't happen. It's the better team that will win on Sunday afternoon. Tyrone, you could say they've had two games but they haven't really been overly impressive in either of the two games to be perfectly honest. Down should have beaten them the first day They were blessed to get out of Healy Park with the draw. And then on the second day, they conceded a penalty in the first minute and it was missed. That may have been a bit different as well. Obviously, it's all ifs and buts. I wouldn't be holding that up as an excuse now if Monaghan don't win on Sunday, the fact that Tyrone had already played two games.
0: Uh, I don't don't mean, Dave, to differ with everything you're going to say today, but I'm going to differ with you here. If you look at the core curlers as an example during the league campaign against some fairly average opposition, they never managed to come on an awful lot from where they'd been last September. And then they managed to eke out that draw against Waterford and then all of a sudden they're an entirely different, different team in the drawing game. Quite clearly those uh, couple of games against Waterford will stand to them against Clare as well. And I think the same thing applies to some degree against Tyrone. Uh, for Tyrone, they scored 2-11 the first day against Down. They scored 3-11 the second day. Like, they're big scores. And also the fact that Sean Cavanagh pops up with a couple of late points. The fact that they know we've got a guy in the locker who can actually do this. So if we are a couple of points down coming towards the end, there's no sense of panic. I think there's a huge benefit to coming through those couple You'd of games. You'd rather the game's the under nature. your belt,
1: but it's not, it's not the tipping point. That isn't what's going to decide this game. And Monaghan are far more mean at the back than Dan would It'd have been in either of their two games. Monaghan were excellent against Donegal in the Division 2 league final as well, so you can, maybe they can lean on that a little. The problem for Monaghan is that Toronto, the one team, they simply just cannot beat. Their record against them is absolutely abysmal. They haven't beaten them since 1988 when they won that last Ulster title. And since then, Toronto pretty much had the Indian sign over them in league and championship football. I think two wins in their last 11 meetings in league and championship. And they've lost their last five against them. And maybe that could be more of an issue. The fact that they're playing a team that none of the guys at senior or in their under-21 or minor careers have any memory of beating.
3: Niall Morgan has emerged as one of the most interesting characters mm. in football over the past couple of years. He has a brilliant streak of madness in him. And also, he he has a certain X factor as well, which I think is the word you use when you were interviewing Mickey Hart, that when Niall Morgan's on the pitch, something always mm. happens. He's an entertainer. Whether it's a moment of brilliance or complete stupidity, he always does something to attract the headlines. I
0: can't, like the. Uh, is that a good <laughs> thing for a side? No. Well, for a goalkeeper, the level of an entertainer, I would have thought, is probably... Fairly far down the list in terms of qualities that you require from a goalkeeper I would have thought you Well know, there have been guys like be him in the
1: past I mean if you think of guys David Fitzgerald was an entertainer Damien Fitzhenry was Shane Curran was I mean there's and as, when I put that to Mickey, Mickey said well all goalkeepers are a little bit crazy aren't they
3: And even the most boring goalkeeper in the world can make mistakes It's just when as a goalkeeper when you are an entertainer if you make a mistake suddenly it's magnified well, and,
1: it and it's blamed on that. And at one stage in the in the replay victory over Dan and Nuri, he took the ball from the edge of the square, carried it into midfield and then tried this 50-50 hand pass to one of his teammates mm. that was within a whisker of been intercepted by a down player and had he, the down player got his hand, the ball broke, the dirty ball was won by Tyrone, had it been picked up by a down man, there was nobody at home. Yeah. There was nobody within 40 metres of the Tyrone goal. It would have been a goal. And there, the sort of uh, he's the the balancing act he was on thin ice at that stage, he got away with it. And I asked Mickey Hart, would he, you know, maybe try and change the way that Niall Morgan approaches the game? He said, no. Like he does, bring so many great things to the game. Saved the penalty that day. His striking off the ground with his freeze have been uh, has been sublime so far this summer. And he's a real point to prove after having a season wrecked by injury last year. And I think the game is far better for having fellows like Niall Morgan around.
3: Does this? game depend on, on Monaghan stopping Niall Morgan's kickouts or figuring out Niall Morgan's kickouts very early and there is well, an
0: element of it yeah he's, he was on here a couple of days after that down game and he was talking about the kickout strategy that you know Tyrone aren't necessarily going to be the team who are going to do this doubling thing on it and start picking out cornerbacks and that Mickey Hart has said giving him clear instructions to just boot the thing as far as you can up the pitch and so it was kind of offered to him that well you know in terms of possession that the ball obviously might come back to you pretty quickly uh, with that type of a, an approach and also the fact that they've changed their defensive st- system slightly that they're maybe a little bit more open at the back and like you talk about the entertainer he <laughs> kind of said yeah well it makes things a bit more interesting for me if, Which is the more I'm
3: involved in the yeah. game the better Yeah, I think the general reaction in studio from our guest that day was he probably shouldn't be saying these things <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the radio and, uh, but even again that's great
1: like, the fact that a player acknowledges that he loves being involved in the game and he loves things to be a little more interesting for him I think that's great
0: as well. It's great for us. I wouldn't want to be his teammate.
1: Well, I mean, as long as he gets the jo- as long as he keeps kicking those frees, st- continues to save penalties, well, what more do
0: you want? Yeah, I just don't want somebody who's, like you described that situation where he's laying yeah, off his you're, hand pass directly pres- across You're presuming the
3: that his teammates look at him as a liability.
0: A liability is definitely too harsh a word. Uh, but as as a character, uh I, 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 don't, I don't want my goalkeeper to be a character I just want him to be well, Jana- character. I want him to be there's a no John how O'Leary but no they, they don't say two words from one end of the week to the next and get the job done that's and what I'm We shouldn't that. forget either. he's 22
1: and this on Sunday is just the fourth time he's ever played in the Championship so like he has a lot to learn as well he will become more experienced and maybe that sort of streak will just be curbed a little the older he gets
3: all right, well, every week on the GEA podcast, we take a look at one of the counties in our commentary game. We get a good insight into their tactics and what we can expect from them uh, the coming weekend. This week, we're joined on the line by the former Monaghan player, Kieran Hanrahy. Uh, Kieran, hugely successful league campaign for Monaghan, winning Division 2, beating Donegal in the final. So the form line from last year is continuing. Is it a very similar tactical setup for Malachy O'Rourke as 12 months ago, or have there been some noticeable changes?
2: Um, I think over the last sort of six months through the league, they probably developed a little bit more. Um, probably in the league last year, they were quite uh, quite attacking and probably when it came to the championship time, were probably a little bit more defensive. I think they probably reverted a little bit closer to that sort of attacking format. Um, this year, like for the most part, they tend to, we tend to kind of had maybe two, two maybe three at best guys kind of playing as out-and-out out forwards and then you would tend to have, you know, your, your half-forward line in midfield and maybe one of the corner forwards almost dropping back to that kind of middle third area. But, you know, when the ball is turned over or when when we're coming out of the fence, tend to break very, very quickly. There's probably five or six guys, Darren Hughes, Desi Malone, tend to break very quickly from that kind of middle area and, and probably provide support. And they're probably probably get more scores from that area than, than would have been the case last year I think that would probably be the main kind of development that's kind of been the string in terms of the bow that has been
3: added this year And that presumably will be very important on Sunday if as we expect Conor McManus doesn't make it all-star forward it, it presuming he doesn't play is there a like-for-like replacement for him or does it mean a complete change to the way Monaghan's forwards play?
2: I wouldn't say it'll uh, mean a complete change. It definitely does change things a little bit and uh, I suppose he's fairly complete footballer you know, he's a very, very good finisher. He doesn't tend to miss too too much as as I found out at club level a couple of times against him. He uh, but he's probably a very strong ball winner, um and that's probably the only thing we probably wouldn't have maybe players just as adept at winning the ball themselves in that front. In terms of a, a like for like replacement, you're probably looking at someone, uh, probably Jack McCarran or, or maybe Christopher McGinnis. Both would have played a fair bit in the league. Jack would have played a lot earlier in the league, and, and probably quite similar to Connor in a lot of ways. Um, very very skillful player, uh, very very good finisher, excellent left foot, and, and you know, finishing would really be a strong point if he gets a sniff of goal. Very very good, and Christopher kind of kind of similar, probably not a, not as. A, not as rangy a player, but a very, very good eye for goals. I'd imagine they would be the two likely players to, to kind of step into that into that breach. The only thing is, again, you you know you're probably relying on probably Kieran Hughes at full forward to to provide more of a ball wing option um, than than you would do if you had Connor there as
1: well. You know, Kieran, it's Dave here in terms of the goals. It- it's a very difficult thing for Monaghan to do it's one thing they never really grasped since Tommy Freeman was maybe not at his peak anymore is actually get a green flag into the air they didn't do it against Donegal in the provincial final last year failed to get that crucial goal against Tyrone in the quarter final, and you only got a goal in three of the eight league games this season given that Tyrone have already scored five in the two games against Down is that something that could really come back to haunt Monaghan not only this weekend but over over the course of the championship there just doesn't seem to be enough creativity and ability to open up opposing defences
2: yeah it's funny did we probably have a lot of really natural point takers, and, and that's probably led to the led to the case that there hasn't been maybe uh, maybe, maybe not currency give me isn't the right phrase, but maybe that ruthlessness to try and push on and get goals maybe when they were there, you know you, you were looking at the, the kind of results across the league, you were probably taking fairly high scores in terms of points, you know fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen points in most games, but as you say probably not getting that goal. Um, I suppose the one thing I would, would say that um, Christopher McGuinness that I mentioned earlier would have a pretty good knack for goal if he gets a chance at the weekend you'd fancy him if he's playing to, to, to possibly got a start to possibly getting the goal score if he has a real knack to get them but again it's probably a case that when you have players probably coming from deep uh, as much as, as, as Monin seem to have done a lot of the time uh, you know, a lot of scores are kind of been kicked from distance, and probably settling set for points when they're, you know, when they're on. I think allied to that, a lot of um, a lot of teams, maybe not so much in the league, but a lot of the teams in Ulster, you, you don't tend to get that many open runs at goal. You know, Calvin tend to play a lot of men back. Donegal is similar, uh, even Down similar, and Tyrone will not be hugely different different from that side of things. So there, I wouldn't expect there to be a huge amount of goal chances at the weekend. But I think you know, if one of the teams does manage to get one, it definitely will give them give them a certain leg up. You know, I can't see there have been a huge amount of scores between the two teams this weekend. So I think a goal for either team will definitely uh, could swing the momentum.
0: Kieran, we've just had a pretty uh, heated debate here about last year's turnaround from the Ulster final to the All Ireland quarter final. I don't want to really open to that can of worms again, but I just wonder if you have any sense of. The feeling of the county, Dick Larkin speaking this week, said that there was, it was a two-week turnaround and the first week there was an element of celebration and recovery, as he put it. Was there any sense of regret in the county, do you recall, from last year in terms of the, uh, that aspect of celebration and recovery and not putting the planning in place as soon as they could for the Tyrone match?
2: yeah it's 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 a difficult one I mean we hadn't won it for 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 twenty five years and we've gone toast a couple of times recently and it been you know it had been a big blow so you know to get finally over the line, you have to enjoy a a, a win like that you know you got to make the most of it they don't come around too often I think in fairness to to the players they probably you know tried to refocus as best they could maybe another couple of days another week would have been would have been would have been, would have been beneficial. I don't think anyone would be uh, handing back their they're all straight medal anyway or missing out on celebrations. But I think there's probably a little bit of a uh it probably struck a little bit of a nerve to, to have been beaten in a quarter final again and maybe not just kicked on that other step. But, you know, this year I think it's probably uh, a more rounded side. I think there's probably a greater depth of players to, to to come in and that could possibly, you know, leave them in a better chance to, to make a further run and hopefully, you know, get over obviously this weekend first of all and then make a run hopefully to the last eight and possibly beyond later on in the year.
3: Kieran, you've played against Tyrone for Monaghan. It's it's twenty six years now since Monaghan last beat Tyrone in the championship. Is there is there something about Tyrone that gets into the Monaghan psyche?
2: Um, I'm not really sure. In fairness, you know, we probably hadn't played them for quite a while uh, for, in championship football for a number of years. Then obviously we came up against them again in in 07 in the Ulster final and 2010 in the Ulster final. I think 2011 possibly in the first round as well. Uh, in fairness, uh, you know, around the time of of, of two thousand seven, two thousand and ten, you met a really, really excellent Toronto team. You had guys like Philly Jordan, Sean Cavanagh at the real peak. You know, that, that was an excellent team to come up against. So, it, I don't know if it was necessarily just the psyche, or did you just meet a team at their best, or, or round about their best? You know, they were winning all errands at that stage, so you know, there were no, there were no, uh, there were no soft touch. Um, in terms of the psyche, I'm not sure there probably is. In fairness. There's, there's probably been a decent turnover of players over the last four to five years, probably since around 2010. A lot of guys have moved on. A lot of younger players have come in who probably haven't had that real weight of, of having played against thrown a number of times and beaten. And it's probably not as, I wouldn't imagine it's as big an issue for, for some players. You know, um, I think Monin, Monin's mindset going in this weekend is, you know, we're Ulster champions at this point. You know, our goal is to retain an Ulster championship. And the first step along that road is. Is we have to get by Tyrone now. It probably adds a little bit a bit of spice to the occasion that it is Tyrone. But I think um, first and foremost we just want to get over the line and get the win and get up and running.
3: All right, Kieran, uh, thanks a lot for joining us. So uh, we were just talking earlier about Niall Morgan and how there's a, a touch of madness with him uh, in the Tyrone goal. Uh, you work with Adrian's fiance. Is there a touch of madness there?
2: <laughs> there's a, there's an extreme amount of madness there. I'm, I'm lucky enough to be based on the same team as her, and I've I've been on the wrong side of that raft on occasion, but. Uh, Thankfully, when I, when I joined Grant Thornton, what, five
0: years
2: ago, she was uh, assigned as my buddy and mentor,
0: so she's, she's taken me through the ranks and taken decent enough care of me, so I haven't, I haven't got the worst end of it. That, that all sounds very familiar, kieran <laughs> <laughs> Big assigned as her buddy four or five years ago and taking very good care of me. That's, uh... Absolutely.
3: <laughs> Carol, thanks a lot for joining us. No bother at all, lads. Cheers. Uh, Conor McManus, we were just chatting about there, uh, looks like he's going to miss out, even though he has been down with Sean Boylan and uh, getting some of his... Herbal medicines. He's also uh, been down in Wexford getting some cryotherapy.
1: He's just short of consuming some <laughs> By horse the way, placenta.
3: Is
0: cryotherapy ch- any, any relation of cryotherapy? Cryotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> Chiro- it's <laughs> the Egyptian version. <laughs> Chiro- Chiro- <of> Chiro- <laughs> Chiro- I'm sure he's got. I'm sure <laughs> Chiro- he has therapy. his ba- He's had his
1: back looked at as well. Maybe And, <laughs> yeah. and a bit to be fit. But Like I say, he is just short of heading over to Belgrade and just getting a bit of horse placenta treatment to prefer doing everything possible to play. I think if he was to play there's a very good chance he could break down and that would ruin the rest of his summer. I don't it think it makes no sense will. when there's no. a backdoor and Donahan exactly. I don't think they'll risk him, do to be honest. Well that. he'll be a massive blow though. Forty points he scored in the league and eighteen of those were from play. Obviously he's a very good free taker as well. But look it's just a chance for other lads to step up because they'll have to do that. Someone's gonna have to make an A name for themselves in the forward line this Sunday, otherwise I don't think they'll win the game.
3: So who will win the game?
1: That's a very tough question.
0: I'm going for Tyrone on the basis of my uh, argument earlier that a couple of big games under the belt. Monaghan's first game of the championship, they've had obviously that little bit of a layoff there's only so much challenge, game, challenge games can do for you. I don't think there's a huge amount in it. Telonus might obviously possibly swing it for Monaghan. Uh, but I'm said I'll let him go for Tyrone.
3: I'm gonna go for Tyrone.
0: Well on the basis similar that
3: we picked eight reasons.
1: similar teams, identical teams last week, and we ended up five apiece, I'm going to go at Monahan, not only for that reason. But Conor Clark is a massive loss for Trone. He tore Crucian in the build-up to this game. He was brilliant against both down uh, at Healy Park and then again at Park-Essler. So I think that's just going to swing it for me, despite the fact that Monaghan don't have Conor McManus. And in Clonus, really, Monaghan just play well on the big day when it's full. I think it's going to be a great day. And so I can't wait for the game. Monaghan by a point for me.
3: Well, it's good that you went for a different county uh, to the 7 that, because I'm pretty certain we're all going to go... On the one side, in the match between Carlo, Carlo and me, yeah, definitely Carlo. Uh, Carlo, uh, the worst team in the country finished bottom of Division Four. Are, are, do,
0: are, I thought Westmead were the worst team in the country. Stop bringing
3: it back to Meads. Did Carlo, Carlo?
0: We we know that Carlo had a disastrous league. Did they have any result?
3: Well, they finished bottom of Division
0: Four. But well, That doesn't it's mean it, they didn't like draw or no, they, win yeah, a game. Yeah, they,
3: they did get a couple of uh, they one win and one draw. Yeah, well, that's better than Meads well, No, hardly. Well, Westmead does that mean that. The team who won Division Four are better than the t- team who came fifth in Division One, or
1: well, that if you finish second no, bottom of the uh, conference over in England, but you, you win <laughs> one more game than the team that got relegated from the Premier League, you're a better side than them. Yeah, look, it's not quite those differences. I do feel <laughs> that His-
3: history time. Doctor Cullen Park, this match. Well, uh, any any wild good doctor,
0: the good doctor. <laughs> the good doctor? Uh, he must have. Been, he was either a, like some sort of a had a hand in founding the state, or was a pillar of the GA. As at its inception Well this man
3: Was both uh, ah. Do- Dr. Matthew Cullen Who had died in 1936 Late Bishop Joe Barley would like this guy A great churchman A true hearted Gael. I thought you were going to say He was anti-Sky And a patriotic Irish <laughs> A patriotic Irishman If you're a patriotic Irishman You're against Dave McIntyre and, <laughs> and his types
0: And his cronies either With me or against me
3: uh, this is going to be pretty straightforward, presumably. Yeah, Mead.
0: Yeah, I think Meath had a disastrous uh, league campaign for Carlo. Anthony Rainbow into a second season as Carlo manager. Don't seem to, uh, progressed greatly. They did have that big result two years ago to the weekend against Meath in Tullamore. Late goal um, and it went to a draw in which they got hammered in the replay and I expect them to get beaten against Meath. First time around this time.
3: Uh, winners play Kildare in... The semi-finals, mm. so they're on the right side of the Lancer draw. And I mean, they've the lost word. Conor
0: Gillespie in the build-up to the game
1: and yet another crucial League game victim. And he's been really excelling, just going on bit by bit every season in midfield. So he'll be a big blow when they get see deeper into the Lancer Championship, but not this weekend.
3: They are making good signs of progression under uh, O'Dowd Mead, uh, but we're all going for Mead in that one. Uh, we'll be updating you on that on Sunday as well. I almost forgot about this match uh, last week, so I we better not leave them out this time. Claire Waterford. It was the cracker last weekend. Uh, yeah, finished in a draw. Two eight a piece. Uh, so they meet again down in Dungarvan on Saturday evening. I think we all went for Clare. Uh, last week, yeah. so are we going to stick by that?
0: I'm going to stick with that. Uh, late Waterford point, uh, Paul White, the last day, 2 8 of Peach. A piece 10 scores really bucks the trend of everything that's happening in Gaelic football at the minute with the black card. All of a sudden, we've got all these free scoring games. 10 scores wasn't a well, huge amount. Look at the first half in the Hyde Park. Yeah. <coughs> um, and and, and the. Over between Armagh uh, and Taven. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, Clare have already beaten Waterford by two goals and a point of Fratterfield in the league this year. And I expect second time around, um, decent enough margin. Clare
1: yeah Clare should have had that game wrapped up last weekend Waterford did well to come back and get a couple of late goals so I'm going to go with Clare again they will be playing Kerry in the months of semi-final I was speaking to a Kerry player earlier in the week he shall run aim nameless but he told me he reckons it'll be Clare
3: you're already friendly with one Kerry player. So. No, Most of the squad, you know, they're, they're all on my phone. They're constantly ringing me. He's, he does
0: this thing where I, I think mainly I think, seeking advice. I think I worked in, in in news talk for about a week, and we were sitting around. Davis oh, here we go. This proximity bullshit story from Major uh, Barry. Next thing, you know, the office was kind of silent. Next thing, Dave pipes up. Oh, oh, what, what light is phone is ringing? What, what should I do with this? What should I do with this? As he pretty much did a run around the office, every desk. Pointing the fact that Paul O'Connell's name was flashing on his phone, what should I do with this? I like, would say, anybody who is fam- familiar
1: idea. with the workings of Adrian Barry or familiar with the workings of life in general will probably know there's an awful lot of bullshit attached to that story. <laughs> day but one, day one, day one
3: This was the first story that was told to me, and, <laughs> and I <laughs> was <laughs> not surprised.
0: And in because he would actually made his way by today of M as well. But and it doesn't surprise me
1: that that was the first story that was told to you either. I think that says about as much about the story. Storyteller as well. How's he getting the on story over in itself? Argentina? Um, in regular contact. Well, no, no. we we just had to decide. We just cut off contact while well, the hour, the, the time difference really didn't suit either of us. So you're
3: just you're just sticking with your gaff friends for. Well, you know, I've got new summer. friends now. <laughs> the Kerry boys are getting caught.
1: <called>, I've <I'll laughs> new friends now.
3: Uh, any friends on the Wexford or Dublin hurling team? Plenty Lots Plenty Do you play with but any of the Dublin hurlers? Do you ever
1: play a bit of hurling up in Dublin? I've been known to play a bit of hurling for, from time to time yeah. But unfortunately I don't like to trouble these boys in the build up to a big game
3: You're, you're where are you? You're kind of out Castlenock sort of I'm area I'm a
1: Castleknocker. yeah
3: Is that a strong hurling?
1: Um, well Bridges is in the area I would have played hurling for them And obviously Castle Knocker now Well they've made great strides And they have Kieran Kilkenny Not hurling for them at the moment Obviously with his knee injury But they are going to be one of the big clubs in the years to come Yes Nobody on the Dublin team at the moment
3: uh, Wexford-Dublin on Saturday evening semi-final of the Leinster Hurling Championship at Wexford Park. Again Wexford have that advantage of having a game under their belt. A lot of pressure on Dublin to follow up on last year. If you think about 2012 where again everyone was expecting them to follow on from the success of 2011 and it was just an absolute disaster. There's a lot a lot riding on this match for Dublin. This could kind of set, set the tone for their entire season and they're not helped by the fact that they've they're going to be missing Danny Sutcliffe, Gary Maguire, Liam Rush, David Tracy, unlikely to play either. Is there a strong possibility of an upset here?
1: There's a possibility. Wexford will be. As the old GA cliche goes, waiting in the long grass for them.
3: This is the time you want to play at Dublin first day out. It
1: is, and they were they were very impressive against Antrim. And obviously, you know, Antrim aren't going to be pulling up at major trees this summer. But they have a game under their belts. How much that matters, I don't know. But Usually. Dublin missing those two key men. Danny Sutcliffe was brilliant in the league. He really was. And you've mentioned their inability to follow up one really good season with another under Anthony Daly. If now that
3: is based on one season.
1: Well, it was based on them winning the league and then just crashing the following season. But it was also based on getting to their first Leinster final in 2010 and losing to Antrim in the qualifiers the following season. So it's more your sample size is more than just one season. It was really just a very difficult time for them. If they, never if they fully lose this weekend, it's disastrous. This they're one victory away from an All Ireland quarter final. It set the win on Sunday. No matter what happens against Goyer or Kilkenny, sets their season up completely and so the enormity of this game and bear in mind they were almost disastrously knocked out in the first round last season at Wexford Park they should have lost that game Wexford had them beaten and they just allowed Dublin enough of a chance and a bit of hope to come back into it in the last 10 minutes and then Dublin's quality kind of came through in the replay so Wexford will look at that as well and think you know we can beat these guys
0: I think Wexford are a bit of a coming force in many ways a little bit of the Waterfords about them they obviously as you say drew with Dublin last year they drew over 70 minutes as well with Clare in the qualifiers like Two teams that, well, one mm. most especially that went down to had, have quite a remarkable season. Now, there might have been a bit of momentum behind them a bit later. Maybe they've become a different team player. But uh, the time September came around, but it certainly signs that maybe they are a bit of a coming force. The uh, league quarter final might have been a benefit to them, albeit a 12 point loss to Kilkenny. But I definitely think the 13 uh, point win over Antrim will stand to them. Uh, a lot of players coming through there. Uh, Connor MacDonald scored two goals and two. And one of the best players in the pitch that day against uh, Antrim, they had a blistering start, three goals in the first twelve minutes that day. Don't expect him to get the same room against Dublin, mind you. There are those injuries, uh, particularly Gary Maguire, that might have a big say in it. But I think, like you never know, with the the with from the Dublin point of view. We're kind of into this stage with Anthony Daly, where over the first few years, they had made the graph was always on the up, and they had made such massive improvements. And you kind of felt that, you know, they did obviously get over the line in Leinster, and you kind of felt that maybe there was some bigger prize. I think the longer that goes on, maybe the more question marks you have about him. But uh, I kind of fancy Dublin this weekend. The couple of injuries might have a say in it. I do feel at Wexford. I don't think it's going to be very straightforward. I think Wexford will put it up to them. But
3: I don't have the stats to back this up. But any time I watch Dublin, I always feel that they rack up a huge amount of wides. Oh
1: terrible decision making at times really awful stuff I I did the Kilkenny game for TV earlier in in the league that was the day Danny Sutcliffe was just absolutely excellent but their wides that day were absolutely atrocious they cannot continue to do that and beat the bigger teams maybe you can afford to do it against sides, maybe the tier that Wexford are in. But I have a sneaking suspicion for Wexford this weekend. Their 21s obviously are full of confidence yeah. as well after Cameron and the Championship. The well, certainly Conor MacDonald will be a part yeah. of that. Um, and Jack Guiney, who has come through the 21 system as well is on his day, particularly when he's standing over a 21-yard freeze as good as there is. I just think if Wexford get a lead, they won't make the same mistake they made last year. And I think they will start more quickly than Dublin. I think there could be a shock here.
3: Are you? Are you? I'm. Going yeah, I'm, go gonna, I'm
1: just about going for Wexford as a dub. Obviously, I'd like to see them do well and get to another answer final. But I just think Dublin will need really need to have their wits about them if they're not going to get stung at the weekend. So, just about going for Wexford.
0: I think it's a decent shout. I, I, I actually don't think it would represent a shock given everything that's there and the injuries and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think Wexford could get it done. I'm just going to tip the balance for Dublin.
3: I would like to think that Dublin are moving up a level all the time and now their base level is still above what Wexford have. And on that basis, I'm going to go with Dublin to reach the Leinster final. That brings us to the final match of the weekend. And it's not a bad one. Clare against Cork in the Munster Senior Hurling Championship semi-final. A repeat of last year's epic all-Ireland final uh, Clare the first time We've seen them In Championship action Since last September The hero of that day Shane O'Donnell Is not going to feature He's got a hamstring injury How important do we think Munster is To Clare They haven't won a Munster title Since 1998 We know it's a huge honour To win Munster But Is Davy Fitzgerald That bothered about it?
1: I, I, I don't know I don't know Davy. But you would imagine Given they've go so friend. far back
3: Phone To win a Munster
1: it. Championship I don't know I think it would be huge for them. Get gets into an All-Ireland semi-final, obviously. You don't have to go through the back door. And as you've just said, Edmund, they were nearly stung in the back door by Wexford at this time last year. So they'd certainly love to go through the, the front door and make it all the way through to the last four. And what is it? It's 97 since they last won it? 98. 98, so you're going an awful long way back. I think a Munster Championship would mean a huge amount to David Gerald and his players. Even just talking to Shane O'Donnell, I know he's not playing this weekend. We had him, uh, we had him on the show about three months ago. And he talked about how desperately they wanted to win the league. And if he, if, they, if he was being genuine, and I think he was, you can only imagine how desperately they'd want to win the Munster Championship. And he talked about watching that incredible day at the Gaelic grounds when, you know, the sea of green and white and um, the songs after Limerick beat uh, Cork to win the Munster title. He's talked about how jealous they were watching that and that they desperately wanted to be in that position. So I think it would mean an awful amount to them.
3: It'll be interesting to see how, even though we've seen him in the league, how the celebrations and winter has affected Clare. Because I I always feel it's so hard for anybody to retain an All-Ireland title unless you were Kilkenny and unless it's Dublin the way they're getting to now. Because those Clare lads have been pulled back and forth all over Mm. the county. I'm sure they were glad to do it. opening shops and opening pubs and bringing the Lee McCarthy Cup and having a few drinks here, there and everywhere.
0: That's the time to do it, Nathan. Once the All-Ireland Final is done, that's your time to go and enjoy yourself. And and I think, dead right, they
3: should enjoy it to the max. But, it's still, even if it is six, seven months later, it still maybe is that two or three percent that might be missing. I kind
0: of feel that I I I completely get what you're saying, and I think with most teams that's probably the case. But I just feel there's something very very different about this Clare bunch. Every time you hear them speak, uh, including their manager, it's always about minding themselves and how careful they are to look after themselves in a holistic sense. That. They don't appear to be certainly the biggest boozers in the world, which is the thing we always associate with in the All-Ireland, that you do a kind of whistle-stop tour of the county and the country and you're on the terrace. They don't certainly seem... So that probably isn't going to take a massive toll on them. I kind of feel they're a different bunch. They're, they've got a real winning mentality. I think the hunger will be hugely there uh, for Munster. And I think they have the ability to... Because, I mean, ultimately, with a lot of these things, you're kind of trying to fool yourself into... Um, like that thing of Tomás O'Shea a couple of weeks ago in the in his column, column in the Irish Examiner talking about uh, this, he he wanted to find he wanted to get a, have somebody to have a slight against him so he could go on the pitch and approve them so he'd scour the newspapers to see who was saying negative things about them and he'd store all these up uh, you know on the basis that he'd have a read of them and before the game and this would fire him up and I think that Clare um, have I think they have that from within. I think that's huge and uh, I think they'll be hugely fired up. I think, I do think the, I think the Pat Horgan free for Cork against Waterford in the drawing game could be a season uh, changer for them. I think they look like a completely different team uh, in the replay.
3: The build up to this match pretty much been overshadowed by the whole Anthony Nash penalty row rule uh, change that's coming in and our man on the spot on Tuesday night there as the email was coming in from the GAA confirming this news Adrian Barry was standing with Jimmy Barry Murphy when it happened so let's hear what happened when they had a little chat about it
0: I don't see it as a us versus them at all you know I mean uh, there's been an awful lot of controversy about it since Anthony started doing this thing uh, other players now have come on board done it equally as well and I not have to talk about them uh, look it doesn't worry me in the slightest as far as I'm concerned we're worried about the game against Clarence Sunday that's my only concern I'm not worried about the interpretation of rules whatever the rule, the ruling or directive that comes out we'll abide by it and get on with the game do you practice them in training? he does practice them, yeah, he does is there like, Are you worried about the health and safety? Because that's obviously the counterpoint of it. And we see the pictures from Stephen O'Keefe during the week of this fairly heavily bruised thigh. Are you worried about that? I'm not really, no. It's not, not a concern? That and, and this is the thing that people say. This is like one of the big sort of counter-arguments to it, that perhaps kids at underage level get involved in this, and that's where actually the concern is. Well, there's, there's dangers in all sports. I mean, uh, uh, hurling can be a, a, a dangerous game at times, as the same of any other sport. You get injuries in every sport. Um I never really looked at hurling as a dangerous sport in that respect, but there are aspects to everything that you can get injured in. I mean, that's a what? That's a fact of life. Um,
3: I haven't seen anybody being seriously injured by a free taking by anybody yet. All right, that's uh, Jimmy Barry Murphy chatting to right, Adrian. one of his best
1: mates, Adrian Barry. There, one of
3: his best. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, we've already mentioned uh, Adrian's fiance earlier in this. He was on a nice romantic break down in Fota Island. What? 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 Better way to spend your one one night away <laughs> than parked outside. Porky Cueve, as Adrian goes in and has an out chat with about six core curlers about penalty and rule changes. Um, that's the sort
0: this of This wedding dedication. is, we're never
3: going to get a day out, is, is basically. Thing,
0: what <laughs> you're never going to get a day out, you're absolutely right about that. Um, that's the sort of dedication and commitment, lads, that uh, you boys need to take a leaf out of my book. And from well, Given that, that you were
1: driving, pretty much driving past Porky Cueve on your way home. Well, he's saying sure it accounts. was a massive
0: deal, you're saying it was no deal at I all. I would
1: say it's no deal at all.
0: See, I, I would, I'd be in Dave. See Dave? <laughs> it's shake not it, like he, it out, it's it not it like
1: he left. Uh, he left South Dublin and made his way all the way down there just to t- do five minutes. I at much JPM. preferred
0: when we were uniting against Adrian.
1: <laughs> no, you see, that's the thing about this team. You always have to be on your toes. <laughs> that's you the, don't um, know who's going to stab you or back you next.
0: That's the first time I've ever interviewed him. He was my uh, commentary voice when I was a kid. You know, I don't know if you maybe I was the only one that had this. Where you're <laughs> yeah, kicking around. Jimmy your back. Jimmy Barry Murphy was and the and voice in your head. You know, it's Jimmy Barry Murphy on the ball. Jimmy Barry Murphy. Jimmy Barry Murphy back of the night! To goal! And he could it, 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 like it's suited for hurling or football, and he was it. I was kind of tempted to say that to him in the middle of the interview, but thankfully I resisted <laughs> well, the temptation. Actually, we heard there in the
3: interview, Jimmy Barry Murphy doesn't care about the young boys out yeah, at, at practicing against yeah. the wall.
0: He was definitely getting a little bit. Um, he kind of he was in the way of Jimmy Barry Murphy was kind of uh, smiling through the interview, but was definitely a little bit. Uh,
1: Look, finally, sense has Put
0: out a little bit. The but GA had it? to
1: put this in place. but
0: yes, Why? They have, because this, is, this wouldn't happen in
3: any other sport in the world where, due to one incident, three days it's later, they change one. an well, entire it's rule It's not really, that's one point, incident. Yeah. But you can't just change rules in the middle of the season.
0: Well, so the alternative is. <laughs> you that
3: shouldn't be able to change the, rules.
0: The, the, uh, one of Jimmy Bar- Barry Murphy's answers there was about I haven't seen anybody uh, badly injured from a penalty yet so what did the GAA do they don't anyone see the
1: bruise in Stephen O'Keefe's leg ba- well badly injured as in, grand. Badly, that was badly, grand. horrible to look at
0: so the GA have an option they can sit back and do nothing about it and somebody gets badly injured and then everybody says well that's typical GA sitting on their hands and yeah, then they go ahead and make a true. decision and you've the likes of sneers like Murphy over there giving it all oh, you know middle of the season stuff I, if a goalkeeper rushes like off it.
1: the line like Stephen O'Keefe did some stage in the summer and gets the ball and that in a place that's really going to damage him long term could possibly damage him everyone will look at the RA- GAA and say you had a chance to change this and you decided to sit in and your And they hands. were swift.
0: They were very swift. And I think, I think even people who who don't agree with the changing of the rule now you can argue with how, how they've gone about changing it. What the changes they've actually made, I think, are probably the Well the, the change they've one.
1: made is the only sensible change that could have been made. No. If you've got free on the twenty one yard line, you should hit it. From well the okay, 21-yard but then line. you should
0: have like just a goalkeeper like you're just taking it on just the goalkeeper. That might be one option. I don't think they've fully addressed the advantage it's all like in favour now of the defending yeah. team and there's absolutely the no, no chance Murphy of a keeper
1: stopping a penalty for example if he's on his own what if they no have to uh, if
0: they have to hit it off the ground well I mean you've, I think you've got similar chance if you're let's say let's use soccer as an example with the World Cup uh, starting that you very like, in theory you have very little chance of stopping the ball very little and it's similar with hurling. You have very little chance but you have a chance and that's the way it should be. Yeah but in
1: soccer I mean if a keeper like, goes a the right way reason. there's a very good chance he's going to save that penalty. If, there's a, penalty if a, for a keeper reason, goes the it's right way to be in front advantage. of a hurling
0: penalty It's supposed I mean, to be a big advantage. I feel I understand sorry that, for,
1: yes, uh, but for
3: Stephen O'Keefe because obviously that hurt. But yeah. he, it's it's a man's game. So he's going to oh that's fine. And he's
1: every other keeper now slid- in the country will thank him.
3: they
1: are all thank him for it. Every other keeper will thank him for it. He's got the real change Stephen the way he rushed off his line
0: last weekend. Um I was asking a few of the players, I asked uh, Jimmy Barry there, do, "Do does he do it in training? And uh, he said, he does, yeah. And I asked a couple of the players, one of them said he didn't, and then the other one said, yeah, he does, but without anybody in goal. So, uh, you know. Well, like, this, that's, this isn't, isn't has it? come
3: up during the week with uh, the England players yeah. have been practising their penalties, as you would expect, ahead of the World Cup, so part of that is they've been practising with no goalkeepers, and unfortunately haven't been overly successful but well, here's the question why, why they've been missing with no goalkeeper now you look at that and you think okay that's understandable I'm sure Roy Hodgson said no goalkeeper pick your spot forget about it. there's no goalkeeper there so pick your spot even when there is a goalkeeper you're going to go for that spot and then you may miss but
0: obviously it doesn't look good from yeah. the outside um, yeah look sorry I don't for interrupting know. you there yeah and the thought that I had to make has gone completely <laughs> out of my mind now I think it was pretty good but uh, yeah sorry that was it um, so they're taking, the, taking these penalties and uh, training in Cork why, why isn't there anybody in goal why is Anthony Nash taking these penalties too because out? it's
1: so dangerous that's
0: and on the that, that is it. that's that's so it so who's going to win the game that's it Cork
1: I'm going with Cork as well. They're a better team than they were when they lost to so that ridiculous Donald Donovan point that snatched a draw. Are they? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. They've got perfect. Alan Cadigan who is just a live wire. I cannot wait to see him in the flesh again. I saw him in the league. It was only February so he couldn't really maybe make a huge judgment on him. He was electric that night. They were taking on Limerick and it was the first time I'd ever seen him. He was brilliant in both games against Waterford and I also think the Aidan Walsh in midfield was, is going to be a revelation. Claire will be coming in a little cold. David Gerald has acknowledged they'll be a bit cold and I think this could be Cork's day.
0: It's really the uh, theme of things over the last couple of weeks, isn't it? The, pl- th- the teams who actually have had a couple of games. Well, that's why they I need
3: think. to ch- no, sort not, out I'm the bloody not, championship being, so I'm that everybody facetious. plays the same amount of games on the same weekends and there's none of this well, nonsense. Well, you can't...
0: Well, you see, well, ultimately a lot of those games that we're talking about have been replays so you can't really legislate for that. You know... Like I, Cork should have had one game before they were playing Clare, now they've had two games. So I think even still, I think that will sound to them. Uh, I don't think
1: Monaghan not having played will be a imp- factor this weekend, but I do think Cork haven't played two games because I wouldn't expect Monaghan seven days ago to be remotely as rusty against Tyrone as Cork were in the fir- on the first day against Waterford. So Cork needed that game to get rid of those cobwebs, and then they looked really well slick against uh, Waterford in the replay.
3: Two Corks, Adrian. Yeah. Cork for me. Three corks, so we're all predicting the All Ireland champions will be beaten. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on that on Sunday afternoon, and as I said, live coverage of Monaghan against Tyrone in the Ulster Football Championship. Talk to you next <laughs> week, Adrian. You want to come in? <laughs> come,
0: come back. In come back. It's not over yet. Hey, J A fans. Coming up this Saturday, we've got Dermot Early and Peter Canavan to uh, discuss all the with a bit a little bit more knowledge than the shit that we've just been speaking for the last uh, only a forty minutes or thereabouts. Fifty minutes. God. What have days What have uh, those guys ever achieved? And Dennis Walsh of the Sunday Times to uh, chat about
2: that. The M. Behind the game, behind the game. I got game, she got game. We got game, they got game, he got game. It might feel good, it might sound a little something. The game, if it ain't saying nothing. I got game, she got game, we got game, they got game, he got game.